0: Welcome back to the only no-filter career podcast, The Straight Shooter Recruiter. I'm Emily, and I'm an experienced student and new grad recruiter who is obsessed with giving early talent raw and, as always, very honest career advice. Today's topic is a big one. So if you listen to episodes one and two, your resume and LinkedIn profile should already be on fire. So let's say you've applied for your dream job with your new and improved resume and you've landed yourself an interview. Now what? Well, in comes the interview bootcamp. In this episode, we're gonna cover how to prepare, deliver, and follow up after interviews. So let's jump right into it. The first thing I wanna tackle is how long you can expect an interview process to be. Most employers obviously are going to do their best to try and get back to you as soon as they can, But if you haven't heard back in three weeks, should you be concerned? I'm here to tell you, no. Most student-focused jobs, so full-time and internship jobs, are typically posted for about a month. Sometimes recruiters will be reviewing applications during that entire month, in which case you should hear back in about two weeks. But sometimes recruiters wait until the very end when their posting is expired, which means you might be waiting up to a month. I wish I could tell you that there is a rule of thumb that, you know, if you haven't heard back in two weeks, you're a goner. But really, it's not that simple. So my takeaway for you is that no news can sometimes mean good news and sometimes mean bad news. So if you've been waiting to hear back from an interview or an application, don't be scared to contact your recruiter and follow up, whether it's via email or LinkedIn. Before actually doing the heavy lifting of preparing for interviews, a lot of people spend a lot of time wondering how many other people they're going up against during this interview process. And I want to let you know that it doesn't matter. I get it, but it doesn't matter. I know that there's something interesting about knowing how many other candidates a company is seeing because it can help you set expectations about how difficult it's going to be. But if you're the right person for the job, that company could see a million people and you would still be the only one that they want. Am I writing a romance novel? Anyways, if you need to know, in my experience, the average internship job, for example, at a pretty competitive company will get about 500 to 900 applications. I can't tell you how many interviews every recruiter will do, but for me, for every one position that I'm trying to fill... I'll usually do about 15 first round interviews, eight or nine second round interviews, and about three to four final round interviews of that initial pool of 500 to 900 applications. It sounds scary, but again, if you're the right person for the job, your resume is going to stand out. And shameless plug, if your resume isn't standing out, go listen to my previous episodes. So now that we have all of the expectations out of the way, let's jump right into how you can prepare for your interview. For a long time in my career, I never felt the need to prep for interviews. I seriously thought, why do I need to prepare and study my experiences? I know them. I can finesse my way through this interview. And now that I'm on the other side as a recruiter, trust me when I can say, we can tell who didn't prepare and candidates who don't prep don't get jobs. Before we jump into how to prepare, it's important to note that how you prepare is 100% dependent on what you're preparing for. A first round interview is not the same as a final round interview. So just so we're on the same page, every single company will have a slightly different definition of each kind of interview. But here's generally how this all goes down. You've applied for a job, sweet. The recruiter probably liked your resume, probably showed it to the hiring manager, who then gave you a thumbs up, double sweet. Usually the next step is a first round interview. And these are the interviews usually with the recruiter that focus on behavioral questions. If you pass this round, you may have one more interview with a subject matter expert for a technical interview. For example, if you're a software engineer, you might have an additional interview that's going to focus on your engineering knowledge only. After that, if you pass, will be your final round interview. This is usually with the hiring manager and a couple of other people on the team. And this focuses on everything. It'll focus on your behavioral and your technical experience. Next, I'm going to break down exactly how to prepare for each of these, and then I'm going to tell you how to ace the interview. Okay, we're going to start with preparing for behavioral questions, because so many people don't think that you need to prepare for these, but trust me, you do. The first thing you need to prep is your elevator pitch. The first question every interviewer is going to ask you is, tell me a little bit about yourself, and you better be ready to spill the beans. A good introduction is going to include your name, what you're studying or what you recently graduated from, and why you're passionate about your field, including a high-level summary of your work experience. An example, let's do it. So a bad introduction would sound a little bit like, I'm Emily, I've worked in recruiting for four years, I'm ready for a new job, and I like working with people. It's not the worst, but it's not great. You're not telling me why you're a unique hire or why I need you on the team. So a really good pitch might sound like, I'm Emily. I graduated from York University with the Bachelor of Human Resources, and I started my career in campus recruiting shortly thereafter. I've been in campus recruiting for four years, started first as a coordinator, and I'm now a senior recruiter at a large tech company in Toronto. I'm passionate about delivering exceptional candidate experiences and connecting students to their dream jobs. Boom. Mic drop. There's your elevator pitch. Feel free to steal that formula. Plug in what makes sense for you. It's foolproof. Next question you need to make sure you're ready for is get ready to answer why you want to work at that company. You need to look into what actually makes that company unique, their values, and their products. It's not good enough to say that I've heard of this company before or I have some friends who've worked there. Sounds like, you know, it's a fun place to be. Take it a step further, so a good answer might sound like, I was really interested in applying for this position because the job requirements are a great fit. But also, after doing some research on your company, I really connected to the volunteer initiatives that your team does. Your answer really needs to show that you cared enough to find an answer. Above all, I, as an interviewer and a recruiter, want to leave that conversation feeling like you know the things that you said you did on your resume, that you're a good behavioral fit for the team, and that you want this job. I want to see that you demonstrated your passion and your knowledge in your answers and through your preparation, and above all, through your curiosity. One of the biggest missed opportunities in interviews is when the recruiter asks at the very end if you have any questions for them, and you say no. Wrong, that is the wrong answer. This is your time to shine. Use this as an opportunity to ask impactful questions and start conversations that are going to get you remembered. Some of my favorite questions to ask a recruiter or a manager at the end of the interview is, why did you first join this company? What's your favorite thing about working here? And my personal favorite, this is a bold one. Do you have any reservations about me as a candidate? These are great conversation starters, and they show that you're dedicated and confident. Okay, You finished your interview, good stuff. That same day, make sure you go home and send an email thanking the company for their time. Tell them what you learned in the interview and reinforce your interest. Trust me, the little things make a difference. Another small tip is that if you don't have everyone on the interview panel's um, email, you can actually just add them on LinkedIn and thank them there. All right, it is Q&A time. So question number one is, how soon should I follow up after an interview? Give it a week. I would say give it a full business week, Um, so five days. Question two, I got so many answers wrong in my interview. I should be prepared to not get the job, right? Yes and no. Honestly, it depends on how bad or off the answers were from what they were looking for. But most employers just want to see your thought process and how you tackle those difficult challenges um, versus you always getting the right answer. So if you were able to display some critical thinking skills, you might be in the clear. Question number three is one I actually get quite a bit, um, which I never expected. It's, I'm shy. Is a company going to be open to hiring me because I'm not as chatty or outgoing? If every company was full of extroverts, AKA big, loud personalities like me, they'd tank. They'd go under. Be your shy and wonderful self. Every single person brings a unique set of experiences and thoughts into the team. And if a company can't appreciate your lovely brand of shy, you don't want to work there anyways. The last question is one I get always, every single time I connect with someone about interviews. When should I ask what the compensation is? This is kind of a tricky and touchy one. In my personal opinion, I think it's in the best taste to wait at least until the first interview is done for this information. I would say asking in a second round or final round interview is appropriate. You just don't want it to come across like all you care about is the money in the first round. It's completely appropriate, though, after that first round interview to ask what the salary range is for the job because you also don't want to waste their time or yours. All right. You made it to the end of another episode. You're on fire. Instantly guaranteed a job at this point. But before I wrap up, I actually wanted to share an event that might be of interest to you. It's an event hosted through my friends at Hacker Earth, and I'll be hosting a session on April 15th, 2020 at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'll leave the link to register for this free webinar in the description, but it's essentially a 101 of the world of campus recruitment. So giving employers insights on what students are looking for. So if you or anyone in your network is interested in adopting student recruitment for your company, or you're just curious about the thought process of how a recruiter strategizes and recruits student talent, feel free to join or let me know if you have any questions. But with that in mind, thank you so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to chat with you next week.